and action! <laughs> we have uh, had an idea and we've been always wondering where are we really from? The secrets are of our, uh, you know, um, what's the name? Origins, yeah, yeah. like you, you never fought, felt like I'm from here, here. I'm watching a video with two women in it. They're both looking at camera. The one on the left is Kate. She's in a red sweater and she's the one with the softer voice. They made this video like four years ago when they were away at university in Europe. The idea was they were going to make predictions about their ethnicity before their My Heritage test and another video after the results came in. This is the before. They never made an after. They both wanted to do the test because they had doubts about their ethnicities. But the thing that I love about it is that Kate is just incredible. Um, like, she knows something's wrong. She knows that her ethnicity isn't what she was told. She knows it at such a primal level, if you will. You know, there's that thing that we talk about in this world of NPEs, and that's the unknown thought that a lot of us had that. And she has it, and there's, there's never been a more clear example of someone having that unknown thought. She even speaks the thought, but then passes it off as joking. And then she clings on to her denial as if her life depended on it. And before I play more, let me just tell you that Kate, when you look at her, well, you think, oh, she's from the Mideast. There is no doubt. You know, I watch a lot of Israeli TV shows like Fauda, and Kate could play any woman <laughs> in that show, like uh, Palestinian, Syrian, Israeli. She could be any of them. She has that undeniable look of a woman from that part of the world. We are. We are. So. <laughs> and I apologize for the upcoming audio, but they're unboxing their My Heritage test as they talk. Okay. So we decided to take this test, uh, especially because, for example, um, every time I tell people the country I'm from, people are like, really? I would never say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting to, to know more deeply like where you're from. I, oh, yeah. they have a very nice packaging, my heritage. Uh, we're very curious to to know what's gonna be uh, like coming back to us as results. Really curious and I don't think I will be any surprise because like both my parents are from Portugal, grandparents from Portugal, like there's nothing really exciting about I'm sure my really origins. Means. But maybe I got swapped at the hospital when I was born, like 27 years ago. <laughs> See, that's what I mean right there. She knows something is terribly wrong with her identity, but she just makes it a joke. Like who says that I was switched at birth, right? Like she knows, she knows, but she's also in denial. Like many of us were, right? What I love about this video, it's a rare item because it captures that doubt, right? It captures that unknown thought, that denial before the test results. Okay, predictions, okay? Uh, <laughs> All percentage right. predictions. Sorry. Okay, okay. So I think I am <laughs> uh, 86% Portuguese and then the remaining 40, uh, 14 I think I'm gonna be like, I don't know, North Africa, like uh, 
Morocco because there were some invasions in Portugal like 500 years ago. So yeah, that's it. That's what I think I am. Nothing wild, nothing special, just something really boring. Okay, thanks. Why would you say it's boring? No, not boring, but not nothing surprising, you know, nothing exciting. Like, oh, cool, I'm... I'm sure, I'm sure you're gonna be like, what, when you see your results? Yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt. Yeah, surely. This is Missing Pieces, MPE Life, and I'm your host, Don Anderson. This is Season 3, Episode 5, Soul Cousins. As you can imagine, it's a lot of hard work to put this podcast together. Don't get me wrong, I love, love doing it, but it is a lot of hard work. But so what I've done is I've created a Printify place, and I have these cool, awesome t-shirts, coffee mugs, water bottles, even a deck of playing cards. And you can just go on and buy it, and I make a little bit of profit on it. The website is called, if you go to missingpieces.printify.me, you'll see it. It's that simple. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you can help me out and purchase some products, they make great gifts for people, make great gifts for MPEs or for your new family. And, you know, they say missing pieces and they have the pictures of the puzzles, pieces and stuff. It doesn't say anything about the podcast. So it's not missing pieces podcast. You know what I mean? It's just missing pieces and there's like DNA symbols incorporated in it. And take a gander and please, it would really help me out. Check it out. Missingpieces.printify.me Thanks. And back to our show. Here's Kate. So my name's uh, Catherine Valerio. Usually people call me Kate. Uh, I'm from Portugal and I am 32 years old. And I've been living in Luxembourg for the past 16 years. I was born uh, in France. And because my parents are Portuguese, but they grew up in France. Uh, and then I was born there. And when I was five, they decided to go back to Portugal, uh, where I stayed uh, until I was 15. And then at the age of 15, uh, we moved again, but this time to Luxembourg. And that's where we've been until now. So we are 10, 10 brothers and sisters. I am number three. So there's my older brother, Matthew, then there's Audrey, there's me. And then after me, they separated and my mother remarried another Portuguese man, uh, which is my stepfather. And with him, she had another seven kids. Growing up, I had a lot of, uh, I struggled a lot with uh, having this sense of belonging in my family, especially because most of my siblings are blonde and have blue eyes. And I was all, always the only brunette in the family, the one that could go in the sun and, you know, get some color. It was always weird because I, I was part of the family, but at the same time, I, I sometimes I would just stop in time and look at look around me, look at my sisters, look at my brothers, and I would be like, why why am I so different? Why do I feel like I don't really fit in? Why do I feel like there's something? I did not really think there was something that I didn't know, but I, it's like I felt it in a very unconscious way. So um, not only like we were very different physically, but also um, as, as individuals, you know, we, we have very, as adults today, we have uh, very different lifestyles. And I have a lot of siblings that struggled with uh, drugs, alcohol, or 
you know, not be, not really being able to find proper jobs. I was always the one that uh, was away from home. So even though I love my family very much, uh, I always felt like I wanted to discover the world, um, travel a lot as much, as much as I could. And most of my siblings never really traveled, never really got int- interested uh, in in exploring and, you know, so it, it was, I was always very, very different from them. And true to her word, Kate has traveled to five continents and over 34 countries. She's kind of an influencer on Insta. You should check out her page. It's kiss, K-I-S-S underscore and A-N-D underscore fly underscore Kate. All together now, that's kiss and fly Kate with underscore in between the words. So kiss underscore and underscore fly underscore Kate on Instagram. Check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. I always wondered if we all had, like, if these 10 kids had the same parents, or, well, mostly, had the same parents, same education, same opportunities, same upbringing, how am I so different? How did I turn so different from them? Luxembourg is a very international and um, cosmopolitan country, so... You have people from all over the world. And oftentimes when you meet new people, the first question you ask them is, where are you from? Uh, what are you doing in Luxembourg? What do you do? And everything. So every time I meet new people, and this has been this way ever since I, I arrived in Luxembourg when I was 15, uh, every time I do, I would say that I'm Portuguese, they would be like, Really? I would never say you're Portuguese. I would say you're like Middle Eastern or, um, you know, Turkish, Greek, um, Lebanese, um, from Israel even, but uh, not Portuguese. I would be very frustrated because I would be like, no, I'm 100% Portuguese. My parents are Portuguese. Everyone's Portuguese in my family. So no, you're wrong. I'm, and so, for quite some time, I remember, uh, I would go on Instagram and I would type uh, hashtag Middle Eastern women because I wanted to see if I could find a person that really looked like me. Something was disturbing me. You know, something was telling me, maybe you're going to find a lookalike, my doppelganger. So Kate was dating a guy who lived in the U.S. and... He had done this DNA test and found some cool things about his ancestry. So she thought it looked fun and decided to do one as well. It gets me thinking, you know, what if I did that test as well? Like, what would be the results? You know what? I'll, I'll just do it. So I, I buy this, this kit. And at the time, I live with Diana, so my Croatian friend. Uh, I live with her and I tell her that I'm going to order the test. She, she asked me to order one as well for her. So this was uh, 2019. So we ordered the test and we do the video that I sent you. At the time, we thought, you know what? We don't know what's going to come as results, but let's see. And just to just for the fun of it, let's make a video of before and then after when we have our results. So I got my results the day I turned 29. Uh, it was... Uh, it was in the evening, and I remember being uh, with my boyfriend, Fabio, uh, 
in the bedroom and we were just, you know, talking, uh, discussing our day, blah, blah. And at some point I, I, I receive an email and I'm like, oh my God, I, I just got my DNA results. And I was so excited and so curious. So I asked him to look at the phone and, you know, try to give me hints of what it could be, like try to play a bit of a game, you know. So he tells me, so you said you're 100% Portuguese or close to 100% Portuguese? And I say, yes, of course. Like, what else? And he tells me, well, surprisingly, you're only 36% Portuguese. I'm like, okay, 36. Hmm. That's a big drop in the percentage. <laughs> so I just want to point out here that Kate's prediction was 86% Portuguese. And her actual Portuguese was 36%. That is exactly 50% wrong. <laughs> is that like the craziest coincidence ever? Or is it just science? And then he, he tells me, okay, you also have uh, Italian uh, DNA. So 14% uh, Italian. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then I go by explaining uh, what my mother always used to tell us. So Kate and her mom both have Italian surname. And the reason for that is because Kate's great-grandfather was from Italy. And that's what she's referring to here. And then, then he tells me, okay, you also have uh, 24% North African. I'm like, of course, I knew it. Like, I knew I had North African uh, DNA. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I also had 10% Middle Eastern I was surprised right there, but okay. So her final breakdown was 36% Portuguese and 14% Italian, which is all her mom. And again, so bizarre that it equals exactly 50%, right? <laughs> so the rest of the breakdown was this. 25% North African, 10% Middle Eastern, 6% Ashkenazi Jew, 4% West Asian, which is like Turkey, Syria, Iran, etc. And a combined 6% from several sub-Saharan countries. Which again, I want to point out something here, that if you take away the Portuguese and the Italian, her ethnicity breakdown is pretty much what all people in countries like Egypt are. But because it's a combination of several ethnicities, no alarm bells went off. You know what I mean? So like if it came back 50% Egyptian, like she would have known something was off right away. But it didn't. I was, I was kind of surprised, yes. I, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Wow, this is cool. But I was like, I thought it, everything was normal. And I remember the weekend after I go to family's uh, house for the weekend. And I was really excited to tell my mom. And she's like, oh, really? Okay. What does it say? And I said, yeah, well, the Italian part is absolutely true. So I have 14% Italian. So you were right. And then I say, yes. And well, I thought I was a lot more Portuguese than I am, actually. I'm only 36%. She's like, oh, okay. And what does the rest say? I'm like, um, yeah, the rest is North African, Middle Eastern, Jewish Ashkenazi, and then I have some West Asian. And she's like, oh, okay. And I say, oh, but as, as we all know, it's normal because we had the Arab invasions. So it's, it's, it makes sense, right? And she said, yeah, yeah, of course. Makes perfect sense. And we never talked about it again. So I really go on with my life. I never even 
looked at my ethnicity results ever again. So four years pass, you know, I finish my studies, I go back to Luxembourg. So I'm at the the salon um, doing my nails and I have my phone on my left. I remember as if it was yesterday. And I receive a message on my heritage. A person named Samar Tony sends me a message. I opened the message because I was like, why would I receive a message on my heritage? I opened it and it said, I think I know who is your dad. And I remember laughing and even uh, telling the girl that was doing my nails at the time, oh my God, this person, like, this person is saying that they know who is my dad. So maybe they know George. George is my father. Uh, so we left about it, and that was it. I I did my nails, I had my birthday party, and everything was okay. Yeah, so I'm Samar. Uh, I am French-Egyptian, and I live actually uh, in Abu Dhabi, in the UAE. So yeah, we decided we wanted to do like a DNA test for fun, me and my sisters and my brother, just so we can know like, our origin and stuff so then we just my sister ordered actually the test and we did it to my brother somehow we heard that it's best if you do it to a male member of the family so that's what we did and then we sent the test it came back with like our origin and we discovered that we have like a close family member on my heritage so my sister actually sent sent her photo in our group chat and told us like look we have a cousin and instantly like the picture it was this face that I know and love it's like she looks like my uncle so my my uh, my father brother the face by the eyes by the look it was like a face we know and yeah, it, it was the face of our family. Like we saw it directly. It was no, no doubt for us. Just to set it up a little bit, did your dad have any brothers other than um, him? No, he had one brother and two sisters. Uh, but like his sister, they are married and they live in Egypt. So... They, there was no way that they could have like a kid. In. It's a little harder for a woman. Yeah, yeah, to hide it. Yeah, it, it's especially in like our culture, you know, Middle Eastern culture. It's really, really like hard for a woman to have a kid in without anyone knowing about. But like it was obviously my uncle. Like there was no doubt. But like it, it seemed like she was immediately his daughter but we didn't know like how how we didn't know about her like it was it seemed impossible like frankly the resemblance was uncanny but still it was like it was really much a shock like for all of us really did you like look her up on instagram or facebook and start stalking her yeah yeah directly i looked on uh facebook and instagram didn't find her and then I tapped her name on Google and I found like a, like a LinkedIn picture. 
and profile. And this is where like we, we got most of the information, uh, information. But first, like I messaged her on my heritage, like several times, but she didn't answer. So I sent her this, like assuming in my, I don't know my, my excitement or what, but like, I assumed she was looking for her dad and like, she didn't have a dad somehow. That's why she like did this test. And, uh, and then I sent like, I know who's your dad. And immediately I thought to myself, like, wait, what, maybe she has already a dad. Maybe she doesn't know anything about the story. Then I tried to remove it or to, you know, uh, delete the message. Yeah. Unsent and didn't work. So like I, I sent another message, like pretending I didn't send the first one and uh, <laughs> like did it a little bit softly, but it was too late, I guess. So a few, a few days go by and I receive other messages on my heritage from that same person. There was no picture on the profile. And I thought, well, the name Samar Tony is not even a name that I was familiar with. So I could not know if it was a boy or a girl texting me. So I assumed immediately when I saw Tony that it was a a man. And I thought, okay, this is a scam. And because this is a scam, I'm not even going to open any other messages. I'm going to let them right there. And that's it. And maybe the person will give up on trying to scam me. The last message I sent, so it was like my last like gasp or try to send her a message and like this night I sent her a message and I prayed like actually I actually prayed to God that she will just answer me by yes or no or anything and I said this will be my last message I don't want to bother her maybe she has a life maybe she she doesn't want to to speak with me so I just like sent her a little bit about more about me presenting myself a little bit more and sending a picture of me and give her like my number my social media so she can like maybe verify that i'm a real person and then i told her i like i i don't want anything from you i just want to get to know you and if you don't want it i respect it and just inform me that you it you're not interested so i can just be in peace with it so the and i went to sleep i look at my phone again and i see that this time not only samar tony sent me another message but this time they found me on linkedin and i was like okay this is going too far this person that is trying to scam me again now is even trying to scam me on linkedin what is wrong with this person like what what do what do they want really Aren't there any other people that are scammable, let's say? So I was like, okay, this is getting on my nerves, really. The morning after, I am at work uh, in Luxembourg. And I arrived a bit earlier that day. I, I went to the rooftop of the building with my coffee in my hands. It was April, end of April. The, we had a beautiful weather, you know. So I was like, okay, you know, this is a good day to try to figure out what's going on with this smart Tony because it's getting on my nerves. So I'm sitting down, um, feeling very peaceful, feeling, feeling very happy, you know. So I opened the message 
And I see that Smart Tony sent me not only one message, but like two or three different messages and even a picture. I was like, okay, this is weird. Let's see what they want. So I opened the message and I was, I was still thinking it was a scam, but a, a very well done scam. I saw that this profile, this LinkedIn profile had been created a few, a few days before. They had no picture. There were no jobs posted, no connections, nothing. It was a blank LinkedIn profile. And one could say that it was a, a LinkedIn profile made up just to get in touch with the person. So it even made it seem more like a scam. So the message says, uh, hello, my name is Samar Tony. I found you on my heritage. Apparently we are cousins. I emailed you there, but I'm not sure if you ever received it. So I looked you up and I found you on LinkedIn. I was hoping if we could talk and if it's all right with you, of course, to see how we are related. I'm really sorry to email you here and I hope it's not a bother. Here is my email address. If you are interested, some Tony Samar at gmail.com and my WhatsApp. And I see it's a, a weird phone number. So plus nine seventy one. I never saw this ever. Hope to hear from you, Samar. So this was on the 18th of March, three days before, after I turned 30. And then on the 24th, I received this message. And this is the message that I read and where I thought, what is this? The message goes, hi, Catherine. I'm terribly sorry to bother you again. I'm still not sure if you, if you read my message. But I thought I'd, I'll tell you a bit more about me. Maybe it can re reassure you in any way if you are hesitant. So my name is Samar Tony. I'm 32. I was born and raised in France, but I currently live in Abu Dhabi with my husband and my daughter. She's two. I have three sisters and one brother. My parents are originally from Egypt. And if I'm not wrong, your biological father would be my uncle from that side. We kind of have a resemblance. You look a lot like my sisters. I was really, really close to him. And that's why I'm kind of desperate to speak with you. Quite frankly, I just have a few questions to ask you. And you won't have to have you won't have to hear from me ever again. We can speak on Zoom or anything you would you will feel comfortable with. Lastly, I wanted to ask you that if you don't want to speak with me at all, just let me know so I won't be hung up on my hopes. Great day to you, Samar. And that same day she sends me uh a picture of her and her sister. And she says, here is me and one of my sisters. Maybe it can reassure you in any way. But all this picture did was not reassure me. So it was even more distur disturbing. It was, it, when I saw this picture, I opened it. It's like I was looking at myself. Uh, obviously we are not identical, uh, but it's like, we have, we, we look, we look alike so much. It's, it's, it's sick, you know? Yeah. I've seen pictures of this cousin she's talking about and it is crazy uncanny how much they look alike. So when I looked at this picture that Samara sent me, I was like, okay, so this is not a guy. 
first of all, this is a woman that is more or less my age, and she's trying to connect with me because she thinks I'm related to her. How is this even possible if I know exactly who is my mother and I know exactly who is my dad? And it, it, I, I had no words. So I remember me being at, the, at this fifth floor at my workplace. Um, and I had to, I, I had my legs shaking. So I took the lift. I went down on the third level, the third floor. I went to the restroom. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, and pardon my French, who the fuck are you? Really? I was, I looked at myself, I looked at my body, I looked at my, I touched my face and I was like, who am I? I had this identity crisis. I was, I wasn't, I could not understand what was going on. It impacted me in a very, very harsh way. Even though I still had no, clue and no context of any of where this was coming from so this was 8 30 a.m so after breathing a bit and trying to make any sense in my head i decided to text her back still thinking it was a scam <laughs> and this is important i was trying to test her as well. So I said, hello, Samar. I am indeed a bit hesitant because I don't have any family from Egypt. I know exactly who my father is. And as you can imagine, when someone tells you that your father is not who you think it is, it's a bit upsetting. So I wanted to tell her that it was very, very, it, it, it was a very serious thing she was trying to put in my life. Six minutes later, I write, wait three points uh, three dots i'm so confused <laughs> yeah i was so confused i looking back at, looking at the messages now i i really remember how confused i was so this is 10 35 in the morning and until 3 p.m she does not get back to me she does not answer and i'm starting to get crazy like not get crazy but i i started panic like how can you give me such information and then not respond to me? Like she's been trying to reach me for two months. And now after two hours of me replying to her text, I expect her to come back to me right away. But of course, like I was very upset. So I needed to, I needed answers like right now. And in the morning she answered, she, she like, she answered like by wait, what? But I already have that. Uh, what are you talking? talking about i'm confused something like that and i just i woke up i saw that she replied but like i had my daughter so i just said no 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 i wait to do like everything to my daughter and just put her on breakfast and read this like you know because it was like stressful for me because i wanted to know her so bad so i was afraid of the response and yeah, then I I answered her. I told her um, about a little bit about our family, that we have an uncle, that uh, we share DNA, that we are first cousins. So it should, like her dad should be our uncle. 
So I, I triple text her and I say, I have a lot of questions, as you can imagine. What's your uncle's name? Why don't we, me and you, have a DNA match? Just your brother. How can I know this is not all made up for some reason? Eight minutes later, she, no, actually 53 minutes later, she sends me another message saying, uh, I'm sorry, I wrongfully assumed that maybe you were aware. I don't want to upset you in any way. To answer all your questions, I do not, I did not do the DNA test. I only did it to my brother just for fun, not expecting to find anything like that. My uncle's name is Mustafa Tony. He lived between France and Egypt and traveled a lot as well. I certainly understand that you're a skeptic. I would be too, but it's DNA. I can't make it up. We shared 26 segments, which is a match for first degree cousins. Also, I don't want anything from you except getting to know you. I made this LinkedIn profile just to reach you, but you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. She puts um, in brackets her. Um, nickname there I'm really sorry for coming into your life like this I'll talk, I'll talk to you whenever you are ready and then I say thank you for your answer I assume you also speak French are you speaking you are speaking in the past and, and it, this is weird and we've talked about it Samar told me in this message that my uncle's name is Mustafa Tony he lived between France and Egypt and traveled a lot as well. So she was speaking in the past, like as if he was no longer here. And it was a double bullet. So first of all, you're telling me that maybe my father is not who I think it is, but you're also, well, so, you're giving me a new father, but you're also taking it back, taking him back right away. Like, so it was a double bullet that I was getting in my chest. Um, so I said, you are speaking in the past. Does this mean he passed away? I, I was so afraid of her answer. Like, because even though I thought it was a scam, I was secretly hoping that this gentleman was still alive, you know. So she said that, yes, I do. I speak French. It's my first language. And then the sentence that I was trying to avoid reading, she says, he did pass away 14, 14 years ago. And we had a very special relationship with him. That's why finding you, it's feels so unreal to me i had like the most special relationship with my uncle um i was really 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 close to him and i loved him with all my heart like since i was like a little baby till he passed away and it, it was like a really special relationship that I can't even like describe or explain and the fact that she would be his daughter like still something from him still um, a piece of him somewhere that we we don't know about I'm sorry I get emotional because 
yeah, so um, this is what, why I was so, I would say, even desperate to just get to know her. And then uh, I told her, okay, let's speak on WhatsApp. And before I even started speaking about facts with her, I really tried to uh, exclude any chances that this might be a scam. Again, because I was so skeptical still. So um, I test her. So I send her a message on Instagram and I ask her on WhatsApp, can you please tell me what I sent you on Instagram? So I know exactly that. So I know that you're the person behind the LinkedIn, the, the Instagram profile you shared with me. So I was I was trying to protect myself. I was not ready to share anything about my life with a person that comes into my life like that, that bears saying what she's saying. And I needed to be really sure that the the pictures I saw from this woman and the person I was talking to was were the same person. So yeah, I. I tested her from all the different angles I could before we we spoke. That same evening, obviously, I cannot I cannot I cannot think about anything. Like the same day. So this was in the morning. So my start my job day, my 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 work day started in a very, very unexpected way. And as you can imagine, I did not work that day. I did I I was sitting at my desk staring at my two screens. But I could not do anything. I was paralyzed. I was in shock. I was, I was confused. I was angry. I was, uh, I was so many things at all at once. And and then, on the other hand, I was also, oh my god, Egypt, the country I've always been so in love with, the country I've been, I've always been so attracted to. How's this possible? Like, we share. Some messages on WhatsApp, and we decide to speak again that same day, but in the evening um, with FaceTime, so I can also see her face. And uh, but before that, she asked me, "Can I just ask you one thing, so I can go to my parents and ask them a few more questions, so maybe they remember anything, maybe they know anything?" Oh my God. <laughs> And so she she speaks with her parents and that same evening we we have this call and I see her for the first time like in front of me, like uh, on the other side of the screen. She looks beautiful. She looks a lot like me and she has this sweet voice of an angel. And it's like I... I cannot explain this because it's 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 very difficult to explain. But as NPEs, <laughs> I think people can understand. Uh, it's like I fell in love with her, but in a very sister kind of way. Even though I had never seen her, I had never heard about her. Nothing. She was a complete stranger in front of me, with whom I was falling in love in a very deep way but not romantically of course
she just sends me a bomb and she she asks me this question. Uh, is your mother's name Madeline? And when I hear this question, I it's like I take another slap on my face. How how do you know this? Like I post very little about my family on Instagram on, on social media, so there is no way she can know that my mother's name is Madeline. And I say, with my voice, of course, escaping me, uh, I say, yes. And I start getting very, very emotional. And we started like crying, me and her, and looking at each other. And she told me, yes, this is my mom's name. And this is the, um, the name she they called her in France exactly because her name in Portuguese like sounds differently so the way I said it it was exactly the name her mom went by and I described her mom to her like as my mom told me how she dressed how her sister used to come to our house and play with me so her big sister used to play with me in my house when she came with her mom and I gave her details like And there was no way that I could know that. So she says, um, do you have a, an older sister and an older brother? And is your older sister blonde with blue eyes? And it's when I started crying like a baby. And I felt like I don't even know how to describe it. I was so shocked and I was so angry and so... How was this even possible? And she says, my mother remembers your mother. Uh, from 30 years ago, <laughs> your mother, she was in our lives for a certain period of time. And my parents remember her very, very well. Your mother uh, used to work for a company that was selling sewing machines. And... She, when they called our landline and she had my father on the phone and she asked if she could come to our house to a demonstration of the sewing machine. A couple of days later, uh, she came to our house and at the time, my uncle Mustafa was living with us. He was working a bit in France. When he saw your mother, her dress and her beautiful face and everything my uncle fell in love with her and they dated for a few months so now kate not only knew her dad wasn't her dad but she knew the story about how that came to be so after a little time passed she knew she needed to confront her mom so she asked her to lunch but it wasn't going well her mom knew something was up so instead of telling her mom kate showed her something i don't feel ready to say it out loud or to ask you the question, I will just show you something. And based on that, I want you to talk to me. So I opened my bag and I, I put the, it, it was a pink folder, a pink uh, folder that I, that I put the, the pages uh, into. And I open it and I turn it uh, on the table with her facing it, you know, And the first thing she sees on top of the page is Samara Tony wrote on 
14th of March, 2022. And then she sees the message below. But as soon as she saw Samar Tony, the, the surname, the family name, Tony, she knew that I knew. <laughs> and uh, she looked at me and she started crying and she started like acting. She, she, I could see that she was, she didn't know where to put herself at that moment. If she had a, a hole, she would hide in it and never come back because she was, uh, I don't think she was ready. I, well, I, I got enough time to prepare myself for the conversation, but I also, I think it's, it's fair to think that she did not have any preparation. So she was really confronted with this question all of a sudden after 30 years. I, I give her, her five minutes to put herself back together. And I asked her, can you please explain to me? Uh, can you please tell me? I would not accept uh, her denying or say anything that would go against the facts because it was just impossible. So she starts explaining that um, she's very sorry, that uh, yes, indeed, I am not my father's daughter, that uh, I am Mustafa, Mustafa Tony's daughter. So her mom confirmed the sewing machine story. She was separated from Kate's dad at the time. And she also told her that she and Mustafa were madly in love. She told Mustafa she was pregnant, and he knew right away it was going to be a girl. So her mom and Mustafa wanted to get married, so they went to the embassy to start the paperwork. But that's where they hit a snag. The person at the counter asked Mustafa if he was married back in Egypt. He took her mom outside and told her that he indeed was married and had two kids back in Egypt, but that it didn't matter because he wanted to be with her. But Kate's mom didn't want anything to do with a married man. So she left him and went back to her husband, Kate's birth certificate father. But during this conversation with Kate, her mom wasn't very apologetic as she told Kate about all this. It was a very difficult conversation with my mother. And uh, what, what upset me the most was also the fact that she kept explaining and justifying her act of lying for 30 years, lying to me about my identity for 30 years. I was so upset because, first of all, she did not even say, like, I'm really sorry or please forgive me or I wanted to tell you this before, but I couldn't. You know, she, she just said to me, I had no intention to tell you because I did not want to ruin your life. I don't know where they live. I don't know where they are. So even if I told you, you would not be able to contact them. And I was like, no, this, you don't know. I mean, you don't get to choose for me if I am part of this family or not. You, get, you don't get to choose to tell me where half of me comes from. You know, it was me who had to choose if I wanted to be a part of their life or not. But now, it doesn't matter because he's not here anymore. He's dead. And I will never be able to look at him in the eyes and say, hi, I'm your daughter. Or, you know, go to, go to Egypt and have my father pick me up at the airport. I, I know that a lot of uh, NPs out there had that opportunity. And I think it's beautiful. And I will not have that. But on the other hand, I have two brothers and one sister, Egyptians. <laughs> they are Egyptians. And 
they share a very different life, of course, very different religion, very different background and beliefs and all those things. So Kate and Samar decided they wanted to meet in person. So they both made plans to meet in France at Samar's family's house. That way Kate can meet everyone at once. Yeah, so maybe it was like two, two, three months after I came to France and then she she planned a, a weekend to to France to see us. But the day before we were we were really like anxious, you know? And it was like we wanted to dress well, me and my sister, we wanted to we wanted her to like us so bad. It's cute, but yeah, we were really like eager to meet her, and also we wanted her to to be one of us. So these are my two cousins, uh, Sama and Samar, and they are the, the ones that came to the airport to pick me up when I came to visit them in in June uh, 2022 last year, when I went to see them uh, physically for the first time. And so we drive to uh, my uncle's house. And I remember asking him, asking them in the car, my cousins, like, I'm, I'm sorry for the question, but do you guys think that it's going to be okay if I hug your father, my uncle? Because, you know, it, it, I mean, I've, I grew up in a Catholic uh, family. I don't know if Muslims are into hugging or if you can't hug a male. Or if you, you know, I, I was, I did not know how to behave, if I could do this, if I could do that. So I asked him, do you think I can hug him when I see him for the first time? Because he's the brother of my father. So, okay. They look at me, they say, you have no idea. He's dying to hug you. He cannot wait to see your face. He cannot wait to, to have you at home. So... Of course, you can give him all the hugs you want. Like, it's unlimited hugs, if you will. <laughs> yeah, well, the, um, it was funny because the first time we saw her, so before we went home, we, we were, she was asking us, like, I want to, I don't know, I want to, I, I, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but do you think that uh, since we are Muslim and like she, she thought like it was like overstepping or something, but she asked if she could hug our dad when she sees him. And we all laughed because told, oh, you see, like he will, he, he's the one who will hug you. He's the one, he will tell you that he, you're his fifth daughter. And this is exactly what happened. Like the second she went into the house, he, he hugged her and he told her, now you're my fifth daughter. And she laughed because like um, this is my dad. Like he, he was going to love her no matter what. Yeah, it was really good yeah. to see. So I'm watching the video of Kate meeting Samar's family for the first time. She's hugging everybody. The aunt's kind of going crazy with love and happiness. And then she sees the uncle in the background. They rush to each other and give a hug. He rubs her head and plays with her hair. And they're just so happy to see each other, and they're still hugging. Then he takes and looks at her face and kisses her on the forehead and rubs her back some more. So my uncle comes with with his arms wide open and a big smile on his face, and he's 
eyes shining. It, it was, it, I have a very beautiful image of that. And he hugs me and he says, it, like he rubs my hair like this, you know, he says really, he, he says in French, I have five daughters now. Oh my God. Like, and he hugs me, hugs me, hugs me. And then he, he, he holds my face. He looks at me and he, we like, I don't know how to explain. It was a very, very special moment. Really emotional for my dad because once again, she looks a lot like her dad. So it's like seeing a piece of him. I can't watch the video without getting emotional. And actually, Kate's given me permission to put it on Instagram. So check out my Instagram for it. But to see an NPE walk into a family, a family that is so welcoming and loving and wants nothing more but to accept her into their lives. It's very touching. And it's been like a year since this meeting, and they're still very close. It's crazy because in one year, like we created so many memories and um, bonds, and it's like we lived so many years that we lost in one year. This is how it feels. We are now like a f fully a family. Like she's our family, and we are her family. This is how I feel. I think that despite the fact that he passed away, it's still a very beautiful story, and it has a happy ending. For the first time, I felt like I really belonged to a family. I felt for the first time that I really looked like someone. And not only does she look like them, she has other traits too. We are having dinner uh, at their place. And uh, one of my cousins, Sandra, all of a sudden, she asked me this. Kate, I don't know if you have the same thing, but uh, do you have this thing with your eye? And then I tell her, please, stop right there. Don't tell me that you have this thing with your eye as well, where when you eat or drink something, your left eye moves by itself. And then she tells me, yes, I do. And I started crying and laughing at the same time because it, it was, it was the first time that I, that I heard a person, another person had it as well. And she tells me, so until today, I was the only one person along with your father to have it this thing with your eye. So now you know that this is not a problem. This is not like a, a problem that you have with your eye. It's just genetics. It's just something that shows you that really we were not scamming you <laughs> and that you re really belong to this family. All my life, People laughed at me because of this. I would really feel uncomfortable eating with strangers because I knew that my eye would move by itself. And now I feel super proud of it, <laughs> you know? So, um, because my father also had it. Was there any weirdness at all about the fact that she wasn't Muslim? Oh, no. Not at all. Like, it wasn't even a factor, like, in anything. 
and it will never be because we have our religion, but it doesn't change anything to us that she's Muslim or not. It's, it's not a factor at all. It was, she is our blood and that's it. Samar is like, I love her as my big sister. I love her very much because she's the one who I had contact for the first time as well. And we connected in a very deep way. And sometimes she texts me exactly when I'm thinking of her or the other way around. We have very, very deep conversations. We can spend hours speaking and she is the one that was the closest to my biological father. And so she gets me in such a, a level that um, I'm sure everyone else can understand, but she gets me in a way and she, I, I it's difficult to explain, but I love her very much. We had like this special thing that happened immediately without the words and it got solidified when we got to know each other. Like I told her, even if you weren't like my 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 family, if I if I would have met you somewhere, I would have like loved you instantly because like we beyond the family bond, we like we love each other and we we have a lot of similarities and. I think that played a role and also what played a role was that I have, I had this like special bond with my uncle that I don't know how to say it, but I tried, I tried to explain to her that like she was really important to us and she, she's, spe she's so special and my uncle was so special to me but to everyone else so she's she's as special as him and yeah thanks so much to kate and samara for telling their stories today i love it that you guys found each other i'll put kate's contact info in the show notes i'd like to thank brian cook for supplying the opening and closing songs for this episode the same one you're listening to right now he custom wrote it for the show. Please rate the show and leave a message and subscribe so you won't miss the next episode of Missing Pieces, MPE Live. Check out my Instagram for photos and videos of Kate and her new family, MPE underscore life underscore podcast on Instagram. If you need to email me, you can email me at donnpe at me.com. I'm Don Anderson. I'm the host of Missing Pieces. Thanks for listening.